With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Homestand Leafs podcast powered by Sports Interaction Sportsbook and Casino, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why the Ilya Bushkin trade is going to help out Morgan Riley big time. Well, on today's show, the Leafs get their right shot D-man. Ilya Labushkin is a Leaf. Again, good deal. Bradtree Living is willing to trade his first rounder. Should he? And what's wrong with John Tavares? I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney. And this is Homestand Leafs. So the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Arizona Coyotes at home 4-2. I did not hit the over. It was at 6.5. Bertuzzi hits the post on an empty net late in the game. I'll get to you, Bertuzzi, later on. You had a good game, but you broke my heart. Uh, But the big news after the game, Ilya Labushkin Mm -hmm. traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs from Anaheim, Carolina, also involved in the trade. So here it is. Labushkin to Toronto, as well as Kirill Slepitz. They get his signing rights from Carolina. Uh, to Anaheim, a 2025 third-round pick, which is Toronto's, and to Carolina, 2024 sixth-round pick. And Carolina also retains 25% of Labushkin's contract. Mm-hmm. Anaheim retains 50, which means 75% off on Labushkin. His cap hit will be under 700000 Justin Pooney, your initial thoughts on the deal? Uh, it had to be made, right? Uh, a lot of people in Leafs Nation, Leafs Twitter, are not happy with the deal. They're saying that Labushkin can't handle the puck. He can't <laughs> do this. He's not good. He's not, he's a, he's Simone Benoit, right? Just not as a, a big of a fan favorite as Simone. Simone Benoit's been pretty good. He's this been year. pretty good, but, but but in the style of game, he's a right. stay at home guy. You're he's not going to go, you know, go up in the rush. He's going to be a stay at home guy, allow Morgan Riley to, you know, to get up in the ice, and he's going to be that steady presence. And also, he's a right handed shot defenseman. That's exactly what the Leafs needed, right? Mm. The Leafs needed a right-handed shot defenseman. You saw what happened on Wednesday when Chris Tanev, on Wednesday night after we recorded, gets straight to the Dallas Stars. That was number one with a bullet for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's the guy they wanted. That's the guy they coveted, them and 12 other teams. And it came out that the Flames weren't going to trade him to Edmonton, Vancouver, or Toronto, and the price was going to be way higher than anybody else. That's why they make the deal with Dallas. Um, and it was probably just a price that was too rich uh, for... Uh, Toronto's blood, right? And I think Darren, Pierre LeBron or Darren Dreyer came out last night and said that had the, the, the Flames had offers for a first-round pick, but they would have to take on a salary retention player. So who knows if that was the Leafs that offered something like that or not. Right. But this was a move that had to be made. And also, the first thing that clicked in my mind was, okay, you got a right, a right, the right-handed shot defenseman, but and that kind of drops everybody down. And then I, I immediately thought that Mark Giordano is now the odd man out, most likely, right? Not only because of the injury he sustained yesterday, <sighs> right, which did not look good. You saw him crash into the boards. And even when he was getting carried off the ice with Morgan Riley and the training staff, he looked really out of it. And Sheldon Keefe said it's a head injury, so we have no idea. There's never a timeline with these things. Um, but now the Leafs have another NHL caliber defenseman back there, right? 
this is what they needed to do. It increases the depth. Everybody can kind of shift around and bump down a slot. Simone Benoit now can play a more traditional bottom pairing role. We won't have to see William Legison that much anymore, hopefully, for Leaf fans out there. Um, it's it's a move that had to be made. It was the price is whatever a, th- a third round pick and a, a sixth round pick. You're gonna have to pay a third round pick for a guy like Labushkin. You, they did it for Luke Shen a couple of years ago, right? Um, so and the best part is they only they seventy five percent salary retained. Huge under right? seven hundred. They still have, they still have one hundred one point four million uh, left in salary at the deadline to work with. You can t- try to you know nitpick here and there so it was a smart move a tidy piece of business for brad tree living um we'll see how it fits on the ice though that's the key because uh, morgan riley has not looked good since he's come back from suspension whatsoever yeah Albert. we know how it's going to fit right they've played together yep. he's going to be a stay-at-home guy and that's exactly what morgan riley needs mm-hmm. like i'll always go back to last season with luke shen no mm-hmm. one was expecting luke shen to be a top pairing guy and it ended up working out yep. riley was able to do his thing while shen stayed at home he was a big body he's physical and that's what you mm-hmm. get labushkin this is a deal where you don't love the deal. You don't hate the deal. You understand it, But though. you understand the deal because he fills a need that you absolutely need. You got a right shot guy like you mentioned. He's physical. He can play on the penalty kill. You know exactly what you get from this guy. Listen, if you're looking at him as the Leafs went out to get this this top-pairing guy, that's not it. They, no. they needed someone on that right side. I mean, last night against Anaheim, we were recording this on uh, Friday at 1.30 p.m., Mitch Marner was playing on the right side of defense. Again. That's how dire it was. Giordano goes out. Lilgren is out. Lagason isn't up to snuff in the mm-hmm. NHL at the moment. It's, it's almost like he's a guy who's going to be your seventh or eighth guy. And that's fine. But when you get Lilgren back, Timmins is going to come back eventually from, from his belt with Mono. And now you have a much more balanced decor. Mm-hmm. How much better is it now with Labushkin? Is it substantially better? No, I don't think so. Is Incrementally this a better. Stanley Cup winning type of deal? No. And if you think that you're ridiculous, and you can send me all the charts that you want online. I don't really care about these charts. They needed to get a defenseman, a physical defenseman, a big body, 6'2", over 200 pounds. This is what you need. And the Leafs went out and got it. And, you know, there's a lot of insiders reporting that the Leafs aren't done. There's more moves probably are going to come. Mm-hmm. Is that another defenseman? Is that, you know, a bottom six forward? Who knows? But it gives them some flexibility. Okay, you have to shift some picks. But that's just the price you got to pay at the moment. Did they want to be in this position? No. I will say this. From the beginning of the season until now, they've been in a bad position defensively with injuries and players not playing it the way that you would expect them to be. Brody being one, playing on his offside. Um, you needed to elevate Simone Benoit and, and players being in and out. They bent for most of the season, but credit to them, they didn't break. But it was yeah. getting pretty close to that, and this is why you had to make the deal, and you, you have to pay the price, unfortunately. Yeah, look, and now look, do they make another move on the back end? Do they still are in a guy like Nick Sealer? Are they still in a guy like Sean Walker? Uh, do they still try to you know acquire another right-shot defense? Now, those guys, the price is going to be a little bit higher than Labushkin, I think. When you look at a guy like Sean Walker, he's now probably the number one defenseman on the trade bait board. Him or Hannafin, right? Dumba's up there, too. Dumba's I, up there, Hannafin, too. Hannafin is probably the clear yeah. number one, but he's probably only... Second or third, right? No, but he's probably only going to go to, I, I would say, only a oh, handful, Hannafin. Yeah, yeah. Teams only a handful of teams that will be in on Hannafin. I'm hearing him, what? Yeah. Boston is one of them. Maybe, you know, Vegas yeah, or even something. Ed- like I heard that. Edmonton as well, but I doubt that's going to Yeah, happen. I doubt that. But look, when you look at a Sean Walker or even a Matt Dumba, as these defensemen are coming off the board, their price just goes up and up and up. And we look at the Leafs, you know, their current situation asset-wise, after today, after yesterday's deal or last night's deal, they have their first round pick this year. Don't have one next year. Don't have a second. Don't. Have, they have the Islanders' third round pick uh, in this upcoming draft, a fourth round pick, and then three fifths. 
right? So you're not have a whole lot of strength to acquire, um, you know, a, a piece to bring in unless you want to take somebody out from the lineup. Now, is that a Nick Robertson, a guy who now we hear that Kyle Yonkro will be coming back quite soon? Does, is he the odd man out? Is he the yeah. guy that you kind of package up and move out of the lineup? So it's going to be interesting this next week before the deadline to see how the Leafs move, how they play. Their play is going to have to obviously uh, be a big factor. How do they... You know, go up against the Rangers in this week, and does that really, you know, does Brad even feel like okay if they get to the next couple games, heading to the deadline, say on Wednesday, and they're looking even better in position? Okay, let me put the let me strike while the iron's hot. Let me bring in another piece. Do I then trade that first round pick for a, a Dumba or a Walker or mm. whoever, and then really load up on the back and really secure that? That is going to be the big question moving forward for the next week for the Toronto. There's only Leafs. one week left, though, Pooney. How much can they possibly show from now until Friday? Look, man, not a whole. I think you, Tree Living probably knows exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. Keith has been calling for this for a long time. Of course. We need some help on the back end, and he got it. Uh, I just I want to go back to you. mentioned that you believe that the price is going to go up on some of these defensemen. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure because the way I look at it, Tanev didn't fetch a first. But th- and I think that, that probably hurts some of the other teams trying to ship out some of those players, including Philadelphia. The, th- the thing is, Albert, though, the teams that were offering a first-round pick were teams within the division, right? And the Flames did not want to trade Tanev to the Oilers or to the Canucks yeah. or hell trade him to Toronto, right? The price, I mean, they were first round picks offered. They just chose another team where they didn't have to deal with Tanev anymore, right? The Stars are in a different division. They don't really have to see Tanev that much. But I think with guys like Walker and Dumba and maybe, I don't think Sealer's at that level yet, but those three guys right there, Hannafin for sure is going to get a first round pick if, you, if they deal him. But those yeah, three guys right there, um, the price is going to go up and up because teams. Like, for example, Carolina, teams like Vegas, teams like the Canucks, teams like, you know, Colorado, right? Teams like whomever your contending teams are. Detroit. Hell, wouldn't surprise a team like Detroit, who he said has nobody on LTIR. They have $13 million in cap space, right? A team like the Devils, who are still hovering around that area where they can catch, feel like they can catch Philly. A team like Washington, right? They have games that they feel... Teams like New Jersey and Washington are really interesting to me because they're on that precipice where they think that they can catch a team like Philly because, look, Drysdale's out, Ristolainen's out, so and Sealer and Walker on the trade board. They're probably going to get dealt, so you could catch Philly. So those teams are very mm. interesting to me. Um, and I feel like a team like Toronto, who's in the middle and in the thick of this Eastern Conference playoff race, has to see that, right? And now it's a game of it's a game of chicken. Who's going to... You know, take a asset from another team to make their team better and weaken their opponent. That's what this time is all about. So it's going to be very interesting. I could definitely see Bradtree living still making another move. I don't think the Lubushkin deal is the only one now. No. I felt that they would they would just stand pat and make no moves. But if they now that they've made a move, I see there's another move down the pipeline, whether that's a bottom six forward or another defenseman. Yeah, if they can get another decent defenseman, maybe a top four defenseman, you go and make the deal and see what mm-hmm. happens. But. They also probably need some help with their bottom six. I wouldn't mind someone else, maybe an upgrade on Nick Robertson to play with Tavares. I mm-hmm. think he needs a bit more skill beside him. I'm not sure what Nick Robertson is. When he went on that run early in the season to kind of stay with the team and he was scoring some goals, I mm-hmm. thought, okay, maybe you give him a run on the top line, see what he can do. Maybe this is a, a turning point for him, but it hasn't really been the case so far for Nick Robertson. So I've, I've I'm been... wondering if, if you get an upgrade there, which I think one is coming soon with Kelly mm-hmm. Arncroke at practice today. Looks like he's going to be on the right side with Tavares and McMahon. What do you think about a guy like Tarasenko, who's most likely going to get Dell from Ottawa, right? What's he making? He's making $5 million, but and then you could UFA? get some... Yeah, UFA at the end of the year. What's Ottawa going to want, though? And it will be that Toronto. Would you tax. flip a first? But the thing is, Tarasenko? is, Tarasenko has a no trade clause too, right? If he says I want to go to Toronto, 
right? He can kind of control the leverage and the Senators are operating yeah, from a strength of weakness. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I, I see that happening. I don't, could, see, I don't see a guy like play him on the third line? Henrique makes almost $6 million. I don't see him make that. You can make any sense of that money. Listen, it, it's all going to come down to retention. And mm-hmm. it seems like the trend is going to be the third party team. That third team, the right? The broker, right? Mm-hmm. So if the Leafs have to do that, which means you're giving up more picks. So they have to figure out what they want to yeah, do. Like, and looking at their picks, you mentioned some of it. But in the second round, or in the 2025 draft, the Leafs do not have a first rounder. <laughs> they don't have a second rounder. They don't have a third rounder. And they don't have a fourth rounder. They have two fifths, one of them being Chicago's. They have a sixth and a seventh. So, so the, 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 that, that Marner trade is going to bring back a whole lot of draft yeah, capital for next year's draft. Yeah, there you go, the draft. Marner trade. But <laughs> I was talking to you about this off the air. If you're mm-hmm. Brendan Shanahan, you're entering the final year of your contract. There's a new man in charge at MLSE. Mm-hmm. If you're Shanahan, do you feel the pressure in terms of having to go all in to prove your worth before the end of the season? Like, I wonder how much is that of that is going into the thinking of what they do at the deadline. So, if you're Shanahan, listen, if you get bounced out of the first round, if you're the Leafs, he's probably losing his job. No, yeah, no. I almost I, want to put like a 99.9% tag on that. That's I, that's my Poonies percentage. It, it wouldn't. If, it wouldn't if they fail in the playoffs, yeah. he's probably getting sacked. He's probably losing his job. I believe so. Um, now, so how does how does that all, how does that work in his so mind now a, at the deadline? So here's my thought process right now with the Leafs. I'm looking at their their asset management and all that stuff going forward. Next year's draft, 2025 draft, you have nothing. Like just don't even show up to the draft. Just don't even don't even scout don't anybody. Just don't do draft. nothing, right? Um, you're at a point now where it's like, okay, well, you get knocked out in the first round again this year, right? And you only and say say for example, right? They trade the first round pick and they get bring in Dumbo or they bring in Sean Walker, right? Say they do that. Okay, and you get bounced in the first round again. You have no first round pick, no second round pick, a third round pick, and that's it, right? A third round pick in two years, one third round pick. That's your highest draft pick. That is horrible, right? And they're at the stage now where you got to start thinking about like you know I, I mentioned this before a couple maybe earlier this year or a lot before Christmas break was they're at a point now where you got to start wondering, is it time to retool on the fly a little bit? Like we saw Pittsburgh do it. We've seen, you know, other good teams do it. You know, San Jose did it a couple of times uh, when, during their time. We've seen Bo- trouble, Boston man. keep on doing that as well. Just retooling on the fly. Remember that one year Boston had three first round picks, right? Um, are you, are you going to make a move where you can get some draft capital back? You still have some of the star players, but you got to make a move to get in some new younger players to come into the line and kind of reset the cap timeline. Because if you keep on bringing in these guys, you have to pay these guys that are in their prime that are going to need big money contracts. You're not having guys on uh, entry-level deals anymore, right? Um, I think that's where the, the Leafs are now, where they're going to have to hit the point where like, ooh, we got to get a little bit younger, right? We got to get yeah. a little bit younger and cheaper, right? We can't keep on maxing out the bill and then just getting these yeah. bottom feeder guys in the bottom of the line. Okay. We need young prospects to step up and come into the big club. You didn't really right? answer my question, though. If you're if you're Justin Shanahan yes. and you know what you know, that your job may be I on just, the did line. Did I just answer it? Not really. What are you doing at the deadline? Are you going all in or not? No, you can't. That, Why so, not? Your job's on the line. Justin, if I don't you know. don't succeed in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you're getting fired. But you look at it, then you're kind of stuck anyway, right? You're stuck. Like, if Brendan Shannon loses his job, Bradtree Living, he's probably still going to be here, right? You would think so. They just signed him. No, nothing is guaranteed. So that's again. That's why I'm trying to think. Wrap it on my head. If you lose Brendan Shanahan, who comes in? Do they elevate Brad Trivin to the president of hockey operations and general manager as well? So he has full autonomy. 
right? Then I could see maybe you don't make a move, right? But if Brendan Shanahan's gone and he's telling Bradshaw and just trade everything, trade everything, then you have to do it. You give me the broadcaster's answer, man. I, 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 for me, I wouldn't trade him. Yes, of course he's going to go all in. But I guarantee it. You got to think. I don't know. It just. I guarantee it. On Sports Interaction, there was a bet. Um, how many trades will Leafs make? Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if it was on the deadline or before the deadline, so excuse me, but it was over one and a half. I mean, the, the total was one and a half, and that's a lot. I think they're going to make two, three, maybe even four moves because I think Shanahan is going to be that desperate to win and to and to try and keep his job as much as possible. I'm trying to find that right now. Is because still- if he does, then he's gone, and I think that's something that uh, Leaf fans need to probably understand and consider that that might happen and maybe a lot of Leafs fans will want that to happen some are saying no don't go all in this isn't the team some are saying yes you gotta mm-hmm. splash the cash with this this small little window that you have and try and get some players so we'll see I don't know It's I just feel like with the, if you bring in another guy whether it's a Henrik a Tarasenko a Walker a Sealer a Dumba you're still not as good as the Rangers you're still not good as the Bruins you're still not good as the Panthers right yeah. hell you might not even be as good as Detroit Detroit's on fire right now. Detroit. Is it Detroit or Detroit? It's Detroit. I keep hearing two. There's two Detroit? different pronouns. Detroit and Detroit. Yes. Detroit. It I've Detroit. never heard of that being called Same. Detroit. But I've been hearing it on the radio, and I'm like, I've been saying it wrong my entire life. Just somebody trying to be smarter than they actually Shut are. Shut up, Patty Kane, by the way. Oh, 10-game point streak. Fire. Yeah. He scored again last night. Okay, let's break. We didn't even talk about the game yet. Uh, the Leafs did beat Arizona. It was a horrible effort, as said by... Uh, Sheldon Keefe, he said Arizona was a better team last night. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about Joseph Wall getting his first Mm -hmm. start, looking pretty good. Homestand Leafs is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book featuring custom same-game parlays and prop bets you won't find anywhere else. So why bet with one of those American companies that don't know anything about your teams, players, or games that matter to you? Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. We took that break and a bunch of news just came out. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, March 1st, 1.37 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Brad Tree Living uh, has spoken to the media, apparently. Mm-hmm. This is according to Jonas Siegel of The Athletic on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. He says, Brad Tree Living uh, says the Leafs are open to dealing a first-round pick, Pooney. He says, I think you got to be careful with first-round picks for short-term help. But if it makes sense, at the end of the day, when you do the final analysis, you have to look at every option. This just emphasizes my point that I made in the first block, that I believe that the Leafs will be doing whatever they can to improve this team, and that includes probably shipping this first-round pick. Don't I look like an idiot right now after saying they're not going to trade the no, first No, you don't look like an idiot. Because no, but, uh, no, there was We never had a definitive answer on what they want to do. It's true. This sounds like, hey, if... The right deal comes up, and probably if the player has term, here's the first rounder. Full credit to the team of the Toronto Maple Leafs for this month of February, too, to change that perspective because we were talking about a couple weeks ago that would they sell a guy like Bertuzzi? Will they sell a guy like Domi? Will they move guys and become a seller at the deadline? Because we heard all season they might stand pat, mm. and now here that they've played, they kind of turned the season around, they're playing much better, and now they're going to be aggressively buying at the deadline. They're willing to trade that first round pick for whatever. Um, that knows? immediately sparks my interest. They're probably going to go hunting for another defenseman. Um, I believe probably, that, yeah. I believe they're going to go after a guy like Sean Walker or Matt Dumba, uh, and they're going to get another right-shot defenseman. Maybe I don't. You'll, maybe you'll get your dream of a 
excuse me, of Ristolainen coming to the Toronto no, Maple Leafs. Ristolainen's hurt you right now. You were big on Ristolainen. No, no, I said Ristolainen in a package for Marner to Philly. You remember those the, conversations we had? Like, just crazy conversations. That's not crazy. I still you think said Mar- Mitch Marner to Philly for Ristolainen, bro. I, there was a whole package more than that. Come on. Right? There was a whole p- p- big package. He also said uh, the Leafs are going to be as creative as possible uh, to address other needs ahead of the trade deadline. They have to be. So other needs being um, another defenseman, I would say. Yeah. Maybe an offensive defenseman. Um, Do they go pack more, something more, up for More Hannafin? scoring in their bottom six. We talked about this off air. Like, Nick Robertson can be part of a deal. They could, he could. Right? I mean, it's a good option to kind of keep him because he's a guy who can go up and down between here and the Marlies because he's got a two-way deal. I don't know. Do, they, do they circle the wagons again and go for Hannafin? But by all accounts, Hannafin wants to go to the States. So but what did, do you get? So Hannafin is definitely a first-rounder and probably a prospect. First-rounder, pros, a couple prospects. And are right. you getting a third team? That's more picks. You're going to have to yeah, you're gonna have to. It's going to be an interesting weekend it and is, week for the Toronto right? Maple Leafs. Um, I believe that when I look at this, it's going to be can Bradtree living the go- We haven't really seen this from Bradtree living before in his time in Calgary. He was never really a big deadline guy. and But I think he feels that this team has played much better this past month. Uh, and he's going for it now. And there is, look, for everything that we said this year about them not winning the Stanley Cup, right? If they get in and they are playing well and they're playing like they're not like they played last night, but they play you know good um, and play that that structured defensive game we've seen, look they can cause some havoc right now. The goaltending will that hold up? Will the, the secondary scoring hold up? That's yeah. another question. But um, I believe that from his comments today that they're going to get creative and they're going to use that first round pick, which means that they're, they're coming. There's more deals coming and. They're going to go for a defenseman, I think. I believe that they're really going to try to push hard for one of those they top defensemen to. on the market right now. Um, and if they do, Albert, like if they land a Walker or a, a Hannafin or, hell, even a, even a, what's it called, a Dumba. There's Carrier from Nashville as well, who's a UFA. He's not going anywhere. No, you don't think so? Nashville's on fire right now. They're going to make the playoffs. That, uh, and forget the sorrows conversation. For, forget all of that. You think so? Yeah, I think they're going all in. Listen, they stopped the team from going to U2 at the Sphere, and they rattled off seven wins. That's true. They're in a pretty all good right. spot. I don't think he's going anywhere. But there are some. It's a beautiful day in Nashville. It is a beautiful day in Nashville. There are, <laughs> there are some good names on the board. Obviously, Chikrin is one guy I always talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. No. We can rattle off 10 million names. This is what we know. True Living is most likely going to deal that first round yep. pick, if possible, if the deal is right, and he's going to get creative. So I'd expect mm-hmm. a couple more moves. From the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, so we got some more news. Oh, more from news. Leafs practice. This is from David Alter dun, dun, dun. for the hockey, dun, dun, dun. hockey News, I believe. He says Sheldon Keefe says Cali Yarncroke is a possibility mm-hmm. for the game against the Rangers. Uh, depends how he's got through practice. Timothy Lilgren is also possible, uh, but he did not practice today. And the hope for tomorrow is that Ilya Labushkin can play, provided he gets here fine and there are no visa issues. Also. Ilya Samsonov will be in between the pipes mm-hmm. for the Toronto Maple Leafs when the Rangers come to town. Okay, let's talk about the game that happened last night. The Leafs won 4-2. Um, Bertuzzi, I love you, but I also hate you. <laughs> I had the over 6.5. You had that empty net chance, and you hit the post. Yes. Gosh, I had the Leafs parlayed with the over, and you couldn't cash the over. But Justin Pooney cashed on the Austin Matthews anytime goal. Matthews playing against Arizona to score. That seems like a lock. Uh, so last night, I thought it was just a really bad effort from the Toronto Maple Leafs it team. It was. A lot of bad is starting to creep back into Toronto's game. Uh, what, we see, er, what we've seen early on in the season. Bad decisions, turnovers, blown coverages, blown leads. Let's not forget, they're up three zip, Justin Pooney. Mm-hmm. Three Those zip. Blew and it. they let Arizona come back into the game. And Keith said it. He goes, Arizona... 
they were the better team on the ice last night. Uh, so you see those things from the Leafs, and I get it. Giordano was out. He had Marner playing on the point for pretty much a, an entire period. So they were they were down a man, but uh, the effort just wasn't there from the Leafs once again. No, they played down to their competition, even worse than their competition. A team that's lost 14 straight games. 14 and straight. you're lucky that that 3 nothing lead withstand because they got kind of close there sometimes, and Albert. Near the end, yeah. It did get very... Wall, if it, it does, wasn't for Joseph Wall, made 30 saves in his first game back. Um, again, uh, just... I know I don't want to pinpoint on the Marner the drop pass on the breakaway, but because it worked out. But you can't be doing stuff like that. I get it; it's Arizona, and if it you, you hot dog a bit, and it paid off. It paid off for you. But he tried it against Vegas as well. He did, and I just look. I don't. I don't appreciate stuff like that. Don't play with your food like that. I would say get it out of your system now. But that, d- that can't. You shouldn't even be doing it. But he has the skill to do. It. He's been doing that since when? Since he was in the minors. Marner never played in the minors. Not the minors. It, and he was he playing the O? The O from yeah, London. Sorry, the Myers. Yeah, he was playing. He, that, he dropped past two. What's his name? Oh my God, what's the player's name on the Knights? The London was it Matthew Kachuk? He no, the same line with Matthew Kachuk. Anyway, continue. Anyway, look, they just played bad yesterday. Like they, they did. It was a Thursday night game against the Coyotes at home. They didn't really care. They weren't really in it. And they rested, and they, and they won. But I don't if, know about them not caring. Oh, they, they look at, the, at some points of the game, they look at like they did not care that they wanted to play. They look at like, let's get this over and done with. Let's mail it in. We know we're gonna win. And look to their credit, they took care, they took care of business. But you cannot put up that for, put up that type of effort um, on Saturday night when the New York Rangers come to town because they will blow you out the building. The Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers um, are no joke. They right were. They are no nine joke. And one in their last nine ten. and one in their last ten. Uh, Panarin's firing all cylinders. The Rempe train comes into town as well. The Rempe train. You're, you're pumped for that, huh? Look, Ryan Reeves dropped the gloves yesterday. Great against the what was his name? O'Brien. Shane O'Brien. Not Shane O'Brien. Logan O'Brien. Shane O'Brien's the podcaster. Logan O'Brien. I'm watching too much <laughs> missing curfew. Yeah, man. clearly. That's a problem. <laughs> Look. Shout out Obes. Re- Revo has no excuse not to fight now on Saturday night. He has to fight on Saturday what? night. Okay, so we, okay, we can talk about this if you want. But why, why would he have an excuse? You seem to think that Reeves is not going to want to fight him. Because you know when it gets built up so much? But you know, you're acting like Reeves has, has turned down a fight before. I've only seen him fight like, what, three times this year? This season. But by all accounts, I don't think he's ever turned down a scrap. This is one thing I want to say. So after that fight against was, Logan O'Brien. Yeah, it's not Shane O'Brien. Obviously on social media, the cesspool that is social media, Reeves is getting chirped by everybody. And I don't know if it's been like this his entire career on every team that he's played for, or is it because he's wearing a Leaf sweater? I mean, I he said, gets uh, like some unnecessary heat. I said on Twitter, I wasn't impressed. Fight, fight, fight Rempe. Impressed by be, what? Fight Rempe and I'll guy, be impressed. The guy wanted to scrap. Reeves, Reeves said yes and won All the right. fight. What else do you want the guy to do? Fight the fight the biggest the biggest kid on the block right he now. He fought, yeah, he doesn't turn and down fights. And he got dummied by him on the first. Ah, you're such a clown, right? The guy doesn't turn down fights. Okay, and he's playing. drop the mitts with him then. He's playing well. Look, playing he's playing well. very well. He's again, he's skating, and I didn't think that you could see him skate this well. He's skating good. He's great. Um, and I think he was one of their best players and. Um, I also want to say that I, I really liked what Joseph Wall uh, played like last night. He played really well, really sound, calm. sturdy, calm. Um, but again, Morgan Riley, another bad pinch. That was a bad pass by Martin, who kind of just one-handed, kind of flicked it into no man's land. And then Alex Kerfoot catches Riley reaching. Yeah. You reach, I teach. He went on a breakaway reach, again. I teach. Another breakaway that was given up by the Toronto Maple Leafs again. Who was on the ice? Morgan, Morgan Riley. Riley. So yeah. we got to see now. Does that that was on the power play? So. Again, four four forwards, one defenseman, but just things like that. Morgan well, Riley and Brody were on the ice for the second goal. They were right, and I just think Morgan Riley has not been playing very well since he's come back from suspension. And I kind of mentioned to you, we kind of talked about it off air before we recorded, was um, 
he probably guaranteed her all the noise about how well this team plays without him, right? How well they've done his whole career without him. How the team in the season kind of shifted once he got suspended and was out of the lineup. And does, does it look like he's trying to do a little bit too much some at some point in time so where he's getting himself in trouble to try to, you know, not prove his worth, but show everybody, hey, I'm still an integral part of this team. I don't, maybe I'm, again, I'm overthinking it maybe, but sometimes I see Riley on the ice and I feel like he's just trying to do too much and he's overthinking it. Sometimes he just needs to react more than think, right? Just react. Yeah. You, you, your skill set is fine. You are one of the better offensive defensemen in the NHL. Just play your game. Don't think about it too much, right? And maybe bringing in a guy like Labushkin who's not going to be like a, a safety net, but kind of a guy who's going to be, okay, I got back here. I'll be in the safe position. You go ahead and allows you to take some more risks. I think that is something... Uh, that might benefit Morgan Riley, and hopefully for the Leafs' sake, his game starts picking up moving forward. I'll also say it probably doesn't help that your partner keeps changing and you're <laughs> yeah. playing on both sides. Like, first, you're, you're playing with Brody last night, and then Brody's back on his offside, then you flip to the other side, and then who did he play with the other night? Laguson. Laguson, yeah. So if that keeps changing, that's he, not going to help him either. But he's had time with say, Benoit as well. But I, Yeah, exactly. He had a little stint with Benoit. I will say, he just came back. I know it's been, and what, a week or so? It's been a week, Albert. It didn't just come back. I think he'll back. be fine. I, I really do. I do see a little bit of worry there. Now, on that goal, if I'm Morgan, if I'm Mitch Marner, I just ring the puck around. Well, that's it. the thing. It should be on Martiner as well. What kind of play are you making there? Yeah, just ring it around. Little soft play, just and dump then, it in. Yeah, just exactly. So... Um, Morgan Riley needs to turn his game around. Uh, I do think the Labushkin thing will help him out a lot better. And once again, Austin Matthews scores. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he jumped all over the place. So let's take a break. Yes. Well, we'll come back and we'll try and reorganize and want to kind of break down some of this play, especially Mitch Marner on yeah. D. I thought he actually looked pretty good there. Okay. We got one more piece of news here from mm-hmm. Brad Tree Living. He said Mark Giordano is definitely going to be on the injured reserve. Mm-hmm. He didn't add any other timeline other to say he's going to miss some time. That's from David Alter. Yeah, so, so we Giordano uh, on IR. He's the odd man out. So it looks like who knows when he's going to come back. That's where he not now Labushkin slides in. They had to drop uh, open up a roster spot excuse me by 5 p.m. and that's the roster spots now open to bring Labushkin in. Um that was a nasty fall. He took in the corner, Mark Giordano. Oh, uh, that did he not was look. flying. He was going like 37 yeah. clicks I've or never, something like that. I've never seen that guy skate that no, fast No, and his head, it was such yeah, an awkward thing. Yeah, it did not look I, good. I feel bad for him. You know, his dad just passed away. Yeah. And that's one of these things I think everyone can relate to. Like when it rains sometimes, it pours. You know, something bad happens and it's just like a trickle effect until mm-hmm. things start going right once again. And that seems to be happening with Giordano. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. Thank God he skated. He was. They were saying moving his extremities and all that yeah. stuff. So he's good to go. Hopefully he's not out for too long. I think the Leafs, maybe they won't use him every single game in the playoffs, but they'll use him. And they'll want him around the team. Situationally, right? Be, that's a guy you want around the team. Make of how he plays and doesn't really matter. That's a, a that's a core guy in that dressing room. And he's been through a whole lot of playoff battles in his career, right? He's he can, a vet, man. Yeah, he's been a lot through of respect as, for that as, guy. As, as as many of the old jokes I make about him is he's a valuable piece to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I respect, dude. I respect. I'm just giving him his respect right now. So Giordano on IR. Yes. Klingberg, remember him? L T I R. Gone. Connor Timmins, mono. Still IR. mono. Lilgren is battling it with injury. He might mm-hmm. come back and play. That, that decor is taking a heavy-duty beating, guys. They really are. They they need to. They need help, and it's not Max Lejoie. No. And they need some real help. And they're Who's getting that playing Bushkin. with uh, playing up as a placeholder for Morgan Riley today at practice, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's probably going to be Labushkin with Riley, I would think. If, uh, yeah. if Keith, Keith, if you put Brody and Riley together, dude, no, I, no, I don't no. know what you're thinking. I think that needs to stop. It's It doesn't matter who's on what side. I hate it. I feel like I'm repeating myself. No. But we saw the same thing last night. 
Why? Stop doing it, man. But now they have a right shot guy that's a stay-at-home guy that can play with Morgan Riley. They answered that. No, I that. know. I get right? that. They answered that. that. They cannot go back to that. No. Like, if Labushkin comes in and they put him with, like, I don't know, Brody? McCabe or something? No, 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 no. That McCabe and Benoit pairing is set. Yeah. Um, Even if you put Labushkin with Riley, that doesn't necessarily mean that's your top pairing. No. Riley is probably your best defenseman, but I think right now, have... if you're in the playoffs, what... As of right now, you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. In a, a tight game, late in a series, who are you putting out there as your shutdown pair? Maybe Ben Juan McCabe. Ben Juan McCabe, exactly. But so here's the thing: you probably what you do is this: you take Riley and Lubushkin, the de facto number one pairing, right? We know Riley's the type of guy who's going to play all the power play and stuff like that. Uh, ben Juan McCabe is set in stone, and then I, I I think once Lilgren is back and healthy, I say you put Brody and Lilgren back together because we saw that 100%. when R- Riley was gone. Yeah. That will probably be probably your second pair, I think, and then Ben Juan McCabe your third pair. Um, They're going to rely heavily on Lilgren being able to continue to play well, though. Yeah, he's going to have, and Brody's going to be, again, but I think Brody going back to his natural side, playing with a guy like Lilgren, uh, he can just, again, it's his game dumbs down. It's much more simpler. He's not thinking too much. That could something that is something that could work. Excuse me. Um, and the same thing for Riley. It's just going to be more natural. It's going to be more of a natural fit rather than this mismatch that's been going on and it's just not working. But the other thing is this. They have to stay healthy. Right, well, they have to stay healthy. You can say that about any player. In you have to say about anything, yeah. but again, this defense score especially because after the deadline, if somebody gets hurt, you're even more screwed, right? Lejoie, exactly. Can you try out Max Lejoie in a playoff series? Legacy, you might have to. Like you that, might have that's to. That's why the, that's why you have those pieces, though. So, but that's why I think getting no another, one's that deep at defense in the entire NHL. I don't know who. The Canucks are kind of deep at defense. Okay. I'm just Canucks. Saying. I'm just saying. How many games they lost already so far? What happened against the Kings? Yeah, they didn't look good last night. But Not the looking pa- good. Hey, Vancouver. Hey, Jim Rutherford on his way to Carolina. Jim Rutherford pulled up like a mafia don. Went traded. Oh, here we go. Came, traded him to Carolina. Or did you trade? That you hurricane trade deal never existed. He made that up. <laughs> he that, made that it up. But mob. now look, the deal's gonna know, get it's done. That's a mob right? move, actually. Shout out Jimmy Rutherford. Jim Rutherford, right? But okay, um, we got to talk about Joseph Wall properly. Yes, let's talk about him properly. Injured 85 days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, made 30 saves last night on 32 shots. He looks so calm doing mm-hmm. so. He made some key saves, especially uh, at the end of the game, because Arizona had a serious chance to tie it up, and they didn't. Uh, Sheldon Keefe said his performance was outstanding, Justin Pooney, and he was a difference in the game. What I love about Wall compared to Ilya Samsonov is is just that, is the calmness. Mm-hmm. So calm in net. He's a big body. He, he looks like he's really sure of himself, and he looks like he's ready to go. Yeah. He's jumping on a moving train, and he looks fine. And to me, it's going to be obviously a, a tandem, moving forward from here to the playoffs. But I'll probably call it right now. I will not be surprised if Joseph Wall is a number one guy come playoff time. For the 6'2", 200 pounds, right? He's, so he's, he's just, he's really he's good. A, they found something in Wall. For the first time in a long time, the Leafs may have a homegrown goalie. And we talked about it last week when he uh, was just got recalled and he was going to go play with the Marlies for a bit. And we saw that, uh, you watched the game with the Marlies. I watched the highlights, the Val, yeah. right? He was getting people running over him. The, the crease was crowded. <laughs> yeah. They knew and exactly again, what they were doing. He, but again, what, would, what did we say on Monday's pod? He was so calm throughout yeah, it. Was, yeah. He was very stable. And I think that's a, a credit to Curtis Sanford too, the goaltending coach, to get these goalies to be so calm and just in the zone and not have their mind wander here. Because we've said, we've said the same thing consistently about Samsonov since he's come back yeah. uh, since the start of this year, uh, in 2024, excuse me, where he's just been so steady, right? Martin Jones, when he was playing very well, when he was playing more consistently, it seemed like every night, what were we saying the biggest thing about him was calm, 
consistent, stable, right? None of these guys are a you know a top elite, elite number one goalie, right? They're not a there's uh, what five of them in the league. They're not a Demko. They're not a Hellebuck. They're not a Shesterkin. They're not those guys, right? But what they are is they're calm, stable. They stay. They're very sound positionally when they're on their game, and that's exactly what you need to do to be successful. And it's now it's going to be interesting if Wall plays like this and Samsonov is going. Who does Keith go to? Right, come playoff game one. Who does he decide that he wants yeah, to play that's with? That's still a ways away. That's a ways away. A tandem. They came into this season wanting a tandem, and I, I think they they got it. Let me ask you this: Martin yeah. Jones, does he play another game this season? Do you think? Um, it, lo- it looks like he's going to stay. They're going to run three goalies for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, you can't send him down. Someone's going to pick him up. Yeah. A hundred percent. I I was going to say put him in a trade. They're not going to trade him. I think they run three goalies. A lot of teams are going to start doing that. Mm-hmm. You need you need it. I mean, if if unfortunately Wall or Samsonov gets hurt, or Martin Jones gets hurt, or just he, poor play, or just poor play, yeah, he I think he plays another game, maybe okay. another couple games. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, Mitch Marner played yes. some defense. Uh, Gio went out and he jumped on the right side. Uh, Keith actually said he contemplated starting Marner on D for that entire game. Guy, you know what? Listen, we shit on the guy a lot. Because we we want to see so much more from, him, especially in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. he is such a good player. He had great vision, great awareness, positioning, making great passes. Huh? I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, it's not a guy so that you saying, want to play there all the time, but <laughs> for a fill-in, and Mar- he he just like yeah, I'll play it. I don't care, and he looked good. Marner for Norris, or is that what Marner to for Norris. We're trying to push that narrative. Seventeen look, apples in the last nine games, by the way. We talked about it on was it on Wednesday. He's a very good player. He's gonna make. 12 and a half almost 13 million dollars next deal right that's what he's gonna get he's that type of caliber player right in the regular season for sure we can't have this conversation again can we but you're bringing him up no, I'm, so, just, I'm talking he played well on he D. played well we're we gonna talk about what he does in the playoffs no, that, every time player. you bring up mitch Moore, that's what's gonna come back right now to. we can't do that though everyone the, else is doing that that's that, that's tired look but you're right it shows right. you but it shows you the type of the personality he is the type of character he has where he's willing to help his team out by playing defense right it was van ryan's call it was i right? thought mikey v was gonna get out there and start playing uh, i don't know if he can do that anymore he was the guy that got ran through the glass by lucic remember back in the day that's right in the garden well, he was on the leafs right yeah he was on the yeah. leafs yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Good memory. Um, but look, again, he's been playing great hockey uh, the last you know couple, almost couple months. What it seems like, right? Um, he's continuing to rack up the points. He's you know probably finally going to hit the hundred point plateau for the first time in his career. Finally, uh, he's on pace to get 101 points. Um, he's playing what 21 minutes a game too, so he's out there. He plays all facets of the game. We know how good Mitch Marner is. It doesn't mean that it needs to be belabored. Like we know that Mitch Marner is you know a top 15 player in the NHL. Right, he's a he's an elite player in the NHL. What? Oh, sorry, wake me up when you're done. Well, what do you want me to say? You don't want me to talk about him being bad in the playoffs, so I have to sing his praises. Dude, I know. We just talk. Like, what about, are we gonna say about him? He's a good same, player. We just have the same conversation about this guy. I'm tired of it. I'm okay, not, so let's let's trade him to Philadelphia then. It's almost like let me should, work the trade we, machine. You know what we should do? <laughs> we should ban Marner conversations until it until matters. the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, how was Marner today? He was good. Okay, move on. Uh, that's it. He's good. Like. Let's trade him to Philly now. 50 assists for the fifth time in his career. Great regular season player. He's no Connor McDavid. Uh, Okay, a few things we can rapid fire. We didn't even touch on Tyler Bertuzzi really outside of him. Another goal? Outside of him hitting the post. He's got five goals in his last three, six and seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Johnny on the spot. Tyler Bertuzzi looking good. Uh, Willie Check, Nylander, three-point night, nine-game point streak. Third player, and I almost said the almost said porn. <laughs> Not a three-game porn streak. Three <laughs> nine-game point streak. He's a third player in Maple Leafs history with three straight eighty-point seasons, joining Daryl Sittler and Big Lanny McDonald. Uh, we criticize this guy 
Uh, but he's bounced back, and he's bounced back in a big way. <laughs> Put him on that second line. Let him run the line. I wish Patterson. And him. Huh? So I wish Patterson was looking like Mar- uh, Nylander right now. This Holy cow, man. Hey, look, he's playing well. Our Nylander check is bad for a whole while, but look, he's playing a lot he's better now. He contract. He took a break. <laughs> took a little siesta. And now he's back. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh-huh. Nick Robertson, one goal in his last 13 games. He's the odd man out. Uh, like. Six points. What happened to him? Again, what happened to Rob? That whole third line with Tavares and McMahon and Robertson's kind of just no, I think Bobby McMahon's still playing, playing well. He's playing well, right? He had that uh, kind of a partial breakaway in the game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he had an opportunity, but again, Tavares looks like his legs are shot once again. Uh, Robert didn't say that, though. I you think know. so? I don't, I don't see him that way. I don't... I just, I, I just When think I watch the Leafs play... He needs more talent beside it him. It just... It doesn't... But again, Albert, he's John Tavares, right? Thousand-point player in the NHL. You need to still be able to pick up guys, elevate your line mates' play. You're the one making eleven million dollars. You have to elevate the play of your line mates above. Bobby McMahon can't drive that line, right? It's not up to Nick Robertson to drive that line. You have to be the leading driving force of that line. You could say whatever you want. They have more defensive responsibility, all that stuff. Okay, fine, but you still have to be able to get offensive zone shifts and maintain offensive zone time. Yeah. And it just—I see McMahon skating hard. I don't really I haven't really noticed Robertson the last couple games. Haven't really noticed Tavares a whole lot other than when he almost broke the stick and said he was physically fine. He's got no points in yeah. his last four games. You, can't, you can't have that. You can't have that. I'm sorry. But he's going to get Yarncroak back on his line, another hard worker. It does. So yeah. you, have, you have McMahon and Yarncroak, two hard workers on your wing. Yarncroak can get some goals as well. We'll see. I, maybe they take some of that defensive load off John Tavares. So that, that, that's the thing. Maybe that it, it does help him out that way. So the way I see the Leafs is I think their top two lines as currently constructed, I don't think Keith's going to move away from that right now because they're working very well. I don't see a world where Tavares gets bumped back up into the top six unless they go on a major no, losing streak. I think he's there at that third center role until the rest of the season and come playoff time because unless, it, barring any injuries or whatever, but the way it's going right now, I will not break up those top two well, lines. Well, Keefe is definitely concerned because he gave yeah. Tavares a run on the first line last night for a little bit to try to get him going. So it didn't work. There is concern over there. Um, quickly, just Ryan Reeves, his resurgence. Uh, the guy, literally, he was an auto minus before the injury. Mm-hmm. And he comes back. He's skating better. Uh, he's loved by his players. Did you see Austin Matthews yes. after that he fight? Re- he, re- he reposted on a story. He did? Instagram, he was going yeah. nuts. They love Revo, man. So, they do. Uh, long may it continue. That fourth line is really good. Uh, I think I mentioned it before. Played last nine minutes game. last night. Yeah, before last night's game against Arizona, uh, they outscored their opponents 4-zip. And uh, it was the first goal against last night with the fourth line on the ice. They found something with that fourth line. They did. They need the third line to click. One more thing I want to touch on. It was driving me crazy watching mm-hmm. the game in the third period. Scotiabank Arena was so quiet. It was unbelievably quiet. It's a but game you against can hear, Arizona. You can hear one lady in the upper deck yelling. Did you hear this? It was... Maybe. Oh, I didn't hear. That. I had I had uh, both. I had two. I had the Vegas Boston game on, and I had the Leafs game oh on God. at the same time. So. My apologies to our audio listeners, but that I heard that right. throughout the entire game. My, my eyes are watering. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is this lady yelling like that? Go out and have fun. But that was just like. So a, wait, you it was mad, like a car you're, alarm. You're mad that fans are quiet, no, but then you're mad. mad at a fan for yelling and screaming throughout the whole game. <laughs> so pick which side of the which, pick which side you want. But anybody who's watching the game, yeah. Tell me, or send a message into us and let us know if you heard that because it was driving me crazy. Uh, yeah. I wish they were. I wish the crowd was I, loud, as, I assume the crowd will be much better on Saturday night when the Rangers come to town. When the heavyweight title fight in the NHL this is what's going to happen. Is going to happen. Pre-game skate, 
Rempe likes to stay at the line. Reeves is going to go right up to him. You ready to rock and roll? And he's got to give him an answer. Now you would hope so. Rempe didn't fight the other night against uh, Olivier in Columbus. Yep. His eye's pretty banged up. I bet you he was told, hey, let this thing heal up. You might you might have Revo on Saturday night. I, look, I hope I'm, I'm going to be waiting with some popcorn and all that stuff, waiting on Saturday to watch that fight. Look what Rempe's done. Right? You're, like, I was, I was on an app. I didn't get to watch the Rangers Blue Jackets game, but checking penalty minutes to see if they scrapped. There you go. I, I don't check. Hey, no one checks that. I, I was watching that game. I was trying to wait and waiting and waiting for it, but it never happened, right? It's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. Okay. Let's get to the, the best segment in podcast history. Mm-hmm. Justin Pooney. It's time for Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. All right. Rangers in town Saturday night at Scotia Bank Arena. Rempe. Reeves, are we going to see it, Justin Pooney? Well, you teed it up perfectly. Sports Interaction has a special market for you guys for the heavyweight title fight in the NHL. Will Ryan Rempe and Ryan Reeves, sorry, Matt Rempe and Ryan Reeves drop the mitts <laughs> tomorrow night? Sports Interaction has minus 300 saying that they will, plus, 200, plus 210, excuse me, saying that they won't. I'm taking the yes. Pay the juice, whatever. That fight is going to happen. And my other bet for you is this. Take the Rangers money line. The Rangers, the the Leafs didn't look good last night whatsoever. They cannot play with their food against the Rangers. The Rangers, like Albert mentioned, nine wins in the last ten games. They're playing very, very well. Shesterkin comes to town. Artemi Panarin has been on fire. Yeah. The Rangers get a big win and a potential playoff preview on Saturday night at Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, before their last loss, they ripped off ten in a row. Right now, Shesterkin and the Rangers are flying. Mm. I'm going Nylander, Pooney. Over one and a half points. He's got five points in his last four games against the New York Rangers. And uh, on a nine game point streak. This has been Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. That's it from us here at Homestand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin a very happy man. Also, If you want to send in a question, either through an email or voice message, send them to Leafs at homestandsports.com. We'll read your questions, concerns, or insults on our Friday episodes. The email, again, is leafs at homestandsports.com. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leafs.